0: It's another day here at the Comeback Team Studios. This is your host, Beck Lover. And I have a very interesting guest. His name is John Bosiak. This guy's known for being uh, one of the most intelligent cyber criminals, identity thieves in, in our country. And it's not every day that we get to really go behind and go deep into that world. And I'm very honored to have him on my show and he's really going to, you know, talk about his life and maybe teach us some tricks and some tips how to protect ourselves and just has a fascinating story. And I'm so, so pleased and honored to have you. John Bosiak, welcome to, to the Comeback Team, my
1: friend. Oh, thanks for having me, brother.
0: How you doing, brother? How's how's life treating you in this crazy world that we live in?
1: Uh, life is good, man, right now, you know, uh, I know, I know life's a bummer for a lot of people uh, all over the country and all over the world right now, but. Uh, For me, uh, this is—you know—I'm having the best. I'm having the best two-year stretch I've had in probably the past decade.
0: And why would you say that? Is what's so great about right now? Where a lot of people are like, "Man, life is horrible," and I'm stuck, and we're losing our businesses, and everything's going to hell. Why? Why are you feeling so great? Uh,
1: This whole pandemic, um, you know, shutdown fiasco has allowed me to actually get out of the nine to five and pursue and, you know, and take the time that was given to me because I, I look at this as a gift all of this time, just, you know, being locked, you know, having to sit in the house and not really able to be able to be out and socialize. And it's, it's a gift because it's given me, it's given me the time I've needed to really cultivate something, you know, special in my life, you know, and, and kind of take assessment of, of what's important to me. So, in, in, in what I want in my future.
0: So kind of going into a cocoon a little bit, kind of
1: Yeah, kind yeah, of into the bat cave, man. I think a lot of us have done a lot of self-reflection,
0: man. Um, you know, when you're forced to kind of slow down because <laughs> life can go by real quick and you've got to stop and kind of assess everything that's going on and what's really important and, you know, you realize how finite this life is and we don't have a lot of time. Exactly. Exactly, and literally can change in the blink of an eye. I mean, look at what happened to the world. Literally, just completely changed overnight. It's just crazy. in
1: three months, everything everything was over. Outside was closed. You know what I mean? Uh, people are, are just turned into fucking weirdos overnight. Everybody's a fucking weirdo now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you know, people that you thought were kind of weird before—it's all coming out of the fucking. This is all bringing them out. You know what I mean? It's just like you just see how fucking insane people are.
0: Yeah, man, and and it, not even to go down that road, but it's like some things are just common sense or not common sense anymore. What's going on? Well,
1: what's it? what's up is down, and what's right is wrong, and and everything's fucking backwards now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and your eyes, even what you see with your eyes, you know, you, you you're not, you know, they're gonna sit there and tell you that no, what you just saw, you didn't just see, like, like yeah, like how wild is that? Literally, like, like you're an idiot, basically. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. You can only believe what we're telling you to believe, even though you saw this. You no, your eyes deceived you. Your eyes yeah. have deceived and
1: you. And also also you can say whatever <clears throat> you want, as long as it's what we say, you can say.
0: Yeah, as long as it's for what we need you to like <laughs> what, 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 what we're fighting for. You know, I'm all, I understand exactly what you're saying, brother. There's no you know, there is no right way to silence even listen, and I've said it on past episodes. Even if you hate people and you hate what they speak for and what they stand for, if you allow them to be silenced, it's only a matter of time before you're next. I don't give a what you talk about Who you're with It's very important And I don't think People understand that But they'll understand oh, yeah. That when they lose Their right to speak And then they'll be like Oh shit What do we do So brother Let's start this Amazing journey man Your life is so fr- Your life is basically A movie man It is a movie I wouldn't be surprised If it turns uh, hopefully into Hopefully it will one. be A movie eventually uh, I mean I don't see How it won't be But I'm glad we get to You know Talk about it I'm sure you're gonna Keep some of that stuff For you You know Some of it's in your book And you know, we're gonna have a link below. So, you know, if you like what you hear here, make sure you check out his book. It's it's you know, he gives you all the juicy details in there. We're just gonna kinda, you know, go over the, the bullet points and people can yeah. go and follow up when they when they get your book. The name of your book is Bent. It's available on Amazon, correct? That's correct. John Bosiak. Check it out. True story. And let's uh let's start before you got into all this crime and cloning cards and partying with celebrities and rock stars and um, before you got to that point, let's kind of start at the beginning and kind of just give a little background of where you come from and, you know, who was John Bosa at growing up, man?
1: Sure. Sure. Um, I was born in, uh, in, in a, in a kind of a small city in Michigan, uh, right outside of, uh, Detroit called Mount Clemens. Um, you know, I honestly, I had a relatively normal childhood up until the age of about 13 or 14. Uh, you know, that's when, you know, things started to go downhill, but, You know, I can always remember being happy as a kid. My mother's a single mother, and, uh, you know, I didn't grow up with my dad in the household or anything like that. You know, it was just me, my mom, and my little brother. and for the most part, I kind of feel like um, I had a normal childhood. You know, I didn't realize it at the time that we were poor. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't realize until much later in life that I had actually grown up fucking pretty poor, and, like, my mom didn't really have a lot of money. You know what I mean? Because I just, I don't know, I just – when you're a kid, I guess you just don't realize those things until you get into like maybe like your teenage years, you know. Um, and then you see all the
0: kids with yeah. the expensive clothes and all that other stuff. You're like, "Oh shit!"
1: Exactly. Was well, your pop? So your pops to kind of hit you, you your, know.
0: Your pops wasn't around um, at all, huh? Like not even present.
1: Um, you know, he he was just a weekend dad. You know, he would come and pick me up. Uh, you know, sometimes on the weekends, not all the time. Sometimes on the weekends, and. You know, I would go spend time with him and that side of the family, but it wasn't it wasn't um, consistent, you know, throughout the years. And then there was, you know, years where there would be just two or three years where we'd only, you know, maybe talk on the phone once every couple of months. And, you know, but, you know, for the most part, me and my dad have a pretty good relationship. Uh, You know, I respect him a lot. He's, He's a he's a good person. Do you, um, do you feel you know it just it just it just didn't work out between him and my mom like i get it you know what i mean
0: do you remember when they split do you remember feeling any void or any sadness i mean that's a that's a my, dramatic event man for a young person
1: maybe. my um <clears throat> my mom and dad were never really together you know what i mean like i think they dated and then you know pop i come and then like there was just no relationship so they they, they never lived together they were never married he was you know what i mean like it wasn't one of those kinds of things so there was no trauma of, like, him, like, storming out and leaving. Like, it wasn't one of those kinds of situations. It's, it's always just been me, my mom, and my brother, so.
0: All right, man. So how were you in school, brother? Like, how was school?
1: Uh, you know, I always excelled in school. Um, academically. but I had problems socially. You know what I mean? Like, I was you're know, fighting or being a class clown. Um you know what I mean? And just not paying attention, just doing, doing shit to act out to get attention because, you know, my home life was, you know, I just wasn't, you know, getting the proper upbringing, I guess. I wasn't being taught those life, those life lessons that, you know, a lot of kids get to learn. Um, I just, you know, I was like, (laughs) no bedtime, no curfew, no, you know what I mean? Like we didn't sit down to eat meals. Like I just went to the kitchen and got whatever I wanted, you know, growing up. So it was like, I did well in school, you know. I got good grades, but it was like, yeah, I was a socially a misfit.
0: But you were free to sure. do whatever you want. Like, was your mom at work, and you could just do whatever you want? Or
1: yeah, you know, my mom would be at work, and then we would have a babysitter, <clears throat> or we'd be with a relative. And yeah, I mean, you know, you had okay. siblings, though. There, you had siblings. Uh, I grew up with my little brother. I have a younger brother. Uh, we have the different dads, but we have the same mom. And, uh, yeah, see, so, you know, I grew up with my little brother, but I have also I have an older brother, um, and I have two younger sisters that I don't really – I haven't, haven't really had a relationship with over the years.
0: You finished school. Did you go to college? Yeah.
1: I did, yeah. I went to the Art Institute in Fort Lauderdale and got my associate's degree in uh, graphic design and media arts. So did you grow up in Florida? Is that where you were? I grew up in South Florida. I grew up in between. So I was born in Michigan, and then, um, you know – I spent time in Michigan as a youth, but I, mostly I spent most of my time in Florida. I grew up in Florida. Like, my, like I said, my whole family's from Michigan, but I somehow just ended up in South Florida pretty much. Chilling, bro. My whole life. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, those were fun years, no? Going to college in South Florida, bro? I can only imagine. Yeah.
1: You, oh, listen, I I, I, I had a, a 1992 Chrysler Sundance with a giant fucking rust mohawk up it. And um I slept in my car in, in the in the parking garage and uh in the AI parking lot. I <clears throat> was cool with the security guard and he knew I went there, so he would just let me park my car there at night and sleep. I used to sleep and in my uh, I used to
0: sleep in my car too at college, but I used to go out all night and just pass out. Yeah,
1: just party, you know what I mean? I was just <laughs> out there partying, going to school. <laughs> and it was fun.
0: Those were the days, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, I had a lot of fun.
0: So you studied what
1: art? You did art over there? Uh yeah, I was uh graphic design actually. So it's you know digital art.
0: So at this point in your life, you've never really done anything illegal, right? You're not really doing anything crazy. Oh
1: no, sure I have, man. I've been, I've been scamming probably since I was like twelve or thirteen, man. I remember going to the public library and uh, I used to make, uh, I used to, well first of all I used to hack the the, the public library system. I found out I, I gained administrative access to the. uh the whole you know um, city of miami's public library uh system <laughs> and so that I, c- I could install my own software on the computers and kind of you know do what i wanted to do when i came there and i was making uh i would make coupons for like free food for like fast food and like restaurants and shit that way i could have something to eat you know what i mean so you actually made your
0: own coupons to eat
1: yeah yeah how the hell did you get so good with computers at such a young age man uh, it's just my generation, I guess. I mean, I just, I grew up, I was born in the eighties and I grew up, you know, in the nineties before the internet, you know? So when the internet came along, I was already kind of into my teenage years. And so
0: you stayed you stayed just, ahead of the digital divide. Like you kept up with technology.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's always been, I've always been interested in it, man. I'm a, I'm a gadget geek. You know, I got to have the latest and greatest phones and tablets and computers. You had, you had a
0: floppy disk computer back in the day?
1: of course i did yeah and i had a commodore, a, I had a, a, commodore. A, you know all windows 95 i was running i learned how to program ms dos when i was like you know 12
0: so you were like seriously no joke with computers like you're always kind of on top it's just of.
1: been yeah it's just been something that i i enjoy i enjoy dabbling in you know it's it's i think it's a has a lot to do with because i'm uh, extremely uh ocd i have obsessive compulsive disorder and um the technicality and the tech, you know, just the, the breakdown and how precise everything needs to be when you when you deal with these systems, I think just fits, it works for me.
0: So basically, 12, 13, you start kind of doing things you shouldn't be doing with computers.
1: Oh, yeah, right away. And you remember,
0: were, were you like an AOL guy yourself? You used to jump on AOL yeah, sure. back in the day?
1: Sure, yeah, AOL, uh, Yahoo, um, and Netscape, even you, you before mem- that shit. You know, you I was remember, on dial up.
0: You, you remember the first time you went on the internet?
1: I do. I yeah. do too. How crazy was that shit?
0: Yeah, it was wild. It was like, what is this? This is a whole, yeah. new,
1: a whole new world. Yeah, like nobody <laughs> knew what to do with it. Yeah, it was so. It was like you know what I mean. Like there was barely any websites. It was like, and when the ones that did exist were like real clunky and didn't garbage. function well and
0: trash. It take you thirty five minutes to download one picture.
1: Yeah, I remember Napster was like my first big thing on the internet is when i was like wow now this is cool start making you know, free music
0: would you start doing making cds and selling them or what did you do
1: oh yeah immediately i started i got went and bought a cd burner an external like it was giant it was and like this took big. forever and Back plugged then, plugged it man, into the computer
0: when they first came out remember how long it would take to download a song though
1: yeah <laughs> it really took a long
0: time but yeah Napster like, changed the game and i remember just i mean i heard of people you know it was i didn't do it but i heard of people just downloading yeah. all this free music you know i didn't do it
1: you know. yeah and then after <laughs> Napster came bear share and then LimeWire and all, all of those services, those stuff, PTP, the person to person file sharing. It was, it just opened up the torrents. And uh, yeah. So then I was like, wow. And that's what got me interested in like the dark side of, of everything, the internet, you know?
0: So while you're in school, I mean, how are you paying your bills, man? What are you doing?
1: Um, I, I was homeless pretty much. I uh, was just sleeping at a friend's house here and there, you know, spending night with this girl over there at this girl's house and, um, you know, just going to school every day and I'd shower here and I eat dinner with this family over here, and then that's pretty much how I survived.
0: How the hell did you pay for school?
1: Um, I got student loans actually. Uh and then I was on uh I got my food stamps, I was on uh welfare and for the state of Florida because I was living in my car, you know, so I'd eat on my bridge card every day, my, my food stamp card. I would go to Publix and I'd buy, you know, subs or whatever, and you know, yeah, that's how I was eating. And then I don't know, like I was just like I think I was um, one of my one of my hustles. I had I was selling. Um, uh, there was these women's menstrual pills that you could buy, and they had little butterflies on them. And I used to put them in little dice. Go buy little dime baggies from the bodega down in like Miami Beach. You know, with the little marijuana, whatever, yeah. on, like the little pill bag. And I'd, I'd stuff them. And I'd hang out outside the the nightclubs in in South Beach, and I would sell them all night long. So kind of, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and, you know, these idiots are so drunk. They don't know what they're, they take them and someday they'd hit me up for more sometimes. And I'm like, okay, well, so yeah, I'd make, you know, three, four hundred bucks over a weekend. So you were selling, me, you know, gas money and, you know, I would get a hotel room and shit during the week. You sometime. were selling
0: you were selling guys menstrual pills?
1: Women's menstrual pills. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's probably some dudes walking around with tits right now because of you.
1: <laughs> All the estrogen. <laughs> There's some
0: guy at the Fountain Blue wearing a bra. It's like, yeah, thanks to John Bozak. <laughs> Yeah. So that's, so you're just, Bo, just trying to stay alive, bro. Just hustling, whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, what you what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's, if, like, anything anybody could put me up on, I was just willing to, to try. Did
0: you ever sell drugs? Like, really sell drugs?
1: Uh, like, real drugs? No, I never, no, 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 no. I never moved any weight. I sold, I, I would, I would sell a little bit of cocaine here and there in Miami, because that's just what everybody does. You know what I mean? Like, I would call this, if I was looking for weed, I would call 10 people, and eight of them would have coke, and two would have weed. You know what I mean? So it was like I'd buy like an ounce of cocaine and I would like bag it up or whatever and sell it, but it wasn't like this was years ago. You know what I mean? It was just like as a kid. What, I now like I said, I never moved any weight or anything.
0: What years are we talking about this these these years when you're in college, roughly? I mean, I know.
1: Uh I graduated high school oh three and I and I went to, I went and enrolled immediately. So this is probably uh between oh four and oh six. So the like oh three, early 2000s, 05, something like okay, that. The
0: early two thousands. You're just kinda hustling going to school. Do you, ever, do you ever finish school? Do you eventually finish?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I graduated high school, got my high school diploma, and I got my associate's degree from the Art Institute, yeah.
0: So when do you start um, going down this, this crazy path? I mean, when do, you, uh, yeah. when do you decide to cross over? And when do you see the opportunity?
1: At, at, every, and, and at the end of every graduating class in uh, the Art Institute, um, they have like a job fair. And it's where prospective employee, employers come and they scout out, okay, these kids are getting ready to graduate. So you bring your portfolio everything you've been working on for the past two years. And it's like, you know, you walk through and they got little booths set up for their companies. Um, And I went to several different booths. And like a week later, um, a guy, one of the guys called me back and called me down to a shop for an interview. And they owned a local print shop in Miami. They did flyers, uh, t-shirts, they did screen printing, they did vehicle wraps, they did all that shit and um he hired me as his lead graphic design artist with a crazy fucking salary i mean unheard of salary just right out you of know, college right out of college hired me right away
0: do you remember what he offered you do you mind sharing
1: uh yeah i believe it be a year out of college that's phenomenal bro yeah 80 grand a you're year lucky you get, like, well, you're lucky you know, if you get you're lucky if you get that was salary you know what i mean so i wasn't like an hourly <clears> worker or anything like i just you know i mean they worked the shit out of me i was their lead graphic design artist i you know i did I did everything at that place but it was like I'm making good money. I'm living in Miami. I got a nice apartment on Brickle downtown. You know what I mean? I'm doing all right. I'm I made
0: 30,000 out of college, but I quit my job six months later. I said, F- this shit. I mean, they gave you <laughs> they gave you almost three times, bro. What, what average college student gets out of college, bro. Yeah. And then you're in Brickle. Yeah. Brickle's chilling. I mean, it's still a great place to party. I love Brickle. Yeah. I go there all the time.
1: Yeah, I was having fun, man. And then, and then um, literally one morning, I remember this. I, we show up for work one morning um, and the feds were there. Whole place closed out and the, they had arrested the owner and his wife had showed up and, you know, and the, she pulls up in the Escalade. She jumps out, she's dealing with the feds. We're all getting questions and shit. We're like what's going on? You have no
0: idea what's going on.
1: No, we have no idea what's going on. If I mean, I like, I worked there for about a year and it, by all means, I, you know, I assumed it was just a legit, I had no idea that he was doing anything. Uh, apparently he was using the company to launder money. He was a, um, Argentinian. Uh, he was an Argentinian guy. So I, he was doing something. He went to the feds. Uh his wife just comes over with a with a checkbook and just writes me a check for um the remainder of the year or whatever whatever was left in that year and then the next year.
0: I'm surprised you me get, a check. I'm surprised you even cash the check.
1: I went and cash it right away. I'm surprised they didn't
0: freeze it, you know. It's
1: amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know what account she I don't know what was going on. I know she cut me a so check. So she right cut there. you check a check for a whole, on, whole, like, whole and she whole? told me She was like I go cash I would go cash this right now. I would I would go cash this right so now. So she knew that they're f- basically. So yeah, she she took you, care of me, which she, was good because you know
0: she cuts you a check for a whole year's salary, man.
1: The rest of that year and the following year.
0: So it's over hundred G's,
1: bro. It was a lot of money. Wow. It was a lot. It was a lot of money, but I was buried in student loans at this time. And one of the deals I had worked out with him is he was he was helping he was paying my student loan for me, on top of uh, on top of the salary I was getting. The AI was expensive as fuck. It's way more expensive than a regular school and they lost all, they, they, they lost all their accreditation. Like, so they weren't like an accredited college and there's like this big scandal and like, at, it was years after I graduated, but, um, but anyway, I had the money and so now I'm in debt. Um, and so I was like, well, fuck it. I just, I got a degree. I have, I just got a year experience. I'm fresh out of college. So I try and go get a job doing what I was doing and they wanted to pay you slave wages everywhere. Else. Everywhere I went, they just wanted to pay you, you know what I mean? Like, basic minimum wage
0: like 15 an hour 12 an hour or whatever
1: yeah some crazy shit like that and then they want to work you twice as hard i'm like no this is fucking this is bananas you know so then what do i do do i go back to manual labor which i fucking don't want to do because i i did windows and doors down there in south florida for 10 fucking years and i just i won't i won't do it anymore you know i i had a green graphic design so now i know how to you know even better than i did before i know how to i know how to work the the program and i was just like so I just I started researching fraud, man. I, I literally stayed up for three or four days online. I I didn't know I didn't know much. I mean I knew a little bit, but I didn't know much about the fraud world. I didn't know what carding was. I didn't know what you know money. I mean I knew a little bit about money laundering, but I didn't know how it worked. I didn't know you know uh, uh, bank fraud. I didn't know what. It, so I, like I said, I just researched everything. Like three, four, five days, stayed up all night. And then uh, I kind of settled on carding, man. I kind of settled on virtual carding is um, how I initially um, got into it. So basically know? this Which, whole
0: thing this whole thing happens and you just decide, F- it.
1: Well, I just, I, I had to make my, I needed to get out from underneath all the debt that I was in. And I figured if I can get out from underneath all this debt, then I, and, you know, get a little bit of money going, I could start my own graphic design thing. Like, you know, kind of just be a freelance, start my own company and then have a little bit of a cushion. You know, at least that was my plan. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I got it. I just, you know, I got into carding and it took me down just a a long, long fucking road, man. Long, long road.
0: All right, brother. Uh, So you decide you're going to go in and you decide that you're going to clone cards. Is that the right terminology? You're going to.
1: At first, no, I was just, um, it's called virtual carding. Uh, basically it's just. So anytime you go to a website or you, you purchase anything online um, you have to type in your, your card number, uh, your name, your, your billing address, your shipping address. You have to type all that information into a query online. Now that information is subsequently saved on a server somewhere. Now that information is then liberated from those servers via hackers you know, from Ukraine, Russia, wherever they are. And then it's subsequently sold, resold on the, on, the, on the forums or on the dark web or, you know, the various other platforms that this information is trafficked on. So what you do is you buy this information and then say I were to go online and try and purchase things. But, I, but instead of using, obviously, my credit card information, I'm using the credit card information that I bought, which is, you know, yours or whosoever's. That's the, you know, basic virtual carding. Situation. You remember? And that's what I started doing first. Yeah.
0: Do you remember your first score? So, was you like, buy the info? I think,
1: you know, I think it was something stupid just to try it at first. I think it might have been like a pair of boots or like some clothes or something.
0: Delivered to a different address, right?
1: Yeah. 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 Yep. And then once I kind of perfected the perfected, I kind of had like a system down. And then I kind of was like, okay, now it's, it's, it's scalable, but only to a certain point. So
0: take us, brother. Take us down that trip. Take us down that journey.
1: Yeah. So, like, I figured, you know, this is it's it's scalable to a certain point. I mean, you know, it's cool getting free clothes. It's cool getting free electronics. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, it's it's you don't your your success rate is probably about thirty five or forty percent. Um, you know, it's just there's a lot of a lot of legwork. So I'm like, okay, there has to be an easier way. Um, you know, so being in the fraud community, being on the forums, reading, um, all of the tutorials, you know, kind of talking to people on different chat rooms and shit. I kind of figured out that in-store carding was the next logical step, um, for that. And a little bit about what in-store card, it's it's kind of like the same spin off of virtual carding, but in-store carding is like, it's the information that's encoded to the magnetic strip, uh, on the back of your, on the back of your credit card. Now, it's the same process of the information being stored and then hacked and then sold as it is the other information. It's just a different, um, a different code that you're getting. Now, you purchase this information along with a few really basic pieces of equipment that are readily available on the Internet, eBay, different websites. Um, you can then clone and encode the cards to you know, plastic that you have, that you've purchased you know, from other vendors online. Then you can go into the store physically and get, you know, PlayStations, you know, laptops, whatever, uh, you know, whatever you're doing.
0: So would you set up skimmers? Is that the right terminology? Would you no, would skim the no, no, card? no, no, no.
1: I wasn't, I wasn't using skimmers. Um, I, was, uh, I was cloning pretty much just, you know, making duplicates of whoever's debit card.
0: So you would buy the information on the dark web? Yes. You'd create, you'd get the plastic cards, even gift cards. They have them online. It can look like a credit card yes. or whatever. yep. You would reprogram yep. the strip. Yep. With the, the information that you would buy on the dark web. That's correct. And then you just go out there and go to fucking town. That's correct. Now, yeah. was it only credit cards or was it debit cards too?
1: Uh, both. But I mean, you always had to process it as debit or I'm sorry, as credit because you're not, You obviously, you don't have the person's debit, your PIN number. So, yeah. So to, yeah, withdraw, to, so, so,
0: to withdraw cash can't do it, but you could just basically no. go and buy whatever you want.
1: Yeah, I mean, as long as their card didn't get shut down by their bank for you know security, re- and this is twenty years ago, so the, the the all the shit that they have in place now it didn't exist back then.
0: It's a lot harder. So would you say? Got, would you say it's a some lot? Sorry,
1: yeah, if some sorry asshole had twenty grand in his bank account, you were gonna get it all if you didn't catch it.
0: So, would you say it's a lot harder to do what you did back then? Now, definitely, or not?
1: Yes, most definitely. And it would yeah, definitely mitigate.
0: Definitely. It would definitely mitigate any losses, right? Like, you might get someone today, but you're only going to get them for like a couple because I have it when it happens. They freeze my account when anything's over like two grand. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Listen, I was in the clubhouse the other night in a room and a guy was listening to me talk and he kind of came up and he was talking. He was like, Yeah, he says, I own a company, uh, an independent company. So, so, so what happens? They've got these third party uh, independent companies now that work with banks and uh, payment processing um, companies. companies so like and they so anytime your debit card's used if they're monitoring it they look for over they look at over 200 different data points to figure out if that transaction is legitimate or not which i'm i'm sure that they just didn't do back you know when i was doing what i was doing so now it's like they're looking at what time of day the card's being used they're looking at what what zip code the card's being used in what the purchase is you know what i mean like the frequency of the purchases and if it doesn't fall in line with the algorithm that's already learned your purchasing habits it's an automatic red flag and they shut the card off he's got a call yeah you know, which what yes which wasn't the case uh 20 years ago
0: yeah it's happened to me a few times when i'm out of state
1: yeah me too it's happened to my like legitimately yeah, and I'm yeah, and on the shit. other side of town and i'll fill up at a gas pump and it'll shut my card off
0: so different time you know
1: different just different. so time, you yeah. you
0: start doing this now you start cloning these cards Talk to me about, man, what you start doing, how you start having fun. I mean, the money, the, the, the you
1: know, yeah. what kind of
0: money did you start making? I mean, was it even worth it? I mean,
1: <clears throat> yeah. In the beginning, I think I lost more money than I made uh, to be, to be completely honest with you. I mean, I was paying my bills and, you know, I was trying to chip away at my student loans, but it was like, you know, you're dealing with scumbags at the end of the day. You know, everybody's a criminal. Everybody's out to to rip each other off. So it's like, I'll send somebody a thousand dollars for cards and then they just never send them. So I'm out a grand. And that happened multiple times. You know what I mean? Multiple times that I would just get ripped off. And, you know, being able to walk into a store and, and, and buy whatever you want, whenever you want is it's exciting. At first it was, it was exciting. You know, I could fill up my car with gas and I could just go wherever I could take a trip up to Orlando. You know what I mean? I could go to Disneyland and be using fucking credit cards at Disneyland fucking all day long. You know what I mean? Like it was nothing. Yeah, you know, like it was just, it was, it was, it would just get ridiculous. Like I would just go to a movie theater and I would just spend all day long and I would watch every movie in the movie theater. You know what I mean? And buy the, all the popcorns and, you know, go, then I would leave there and go to the mall and buy fucking eight pairs of sneakers and then go to dinner and I'm taking girls out. And this is all with stolen credit all with credit cards that I'm just, I'm making at home, you know? So it's, it's allowing me to live a, a, a certain way that I've just, I'd never have been. Cause I grew up poor, you know what I mean? Like I grew up pretty much homeless since I was 14 on the street, you know what I mean? I was living in my car. I've lived on top of buildings, you know. So I've never really, I've never had this kind of freedom before at this point, and it was exciting. Yeah, it was, so it was really fucking. It's exciting. funny. I mean,
0: you th- I just, I wonder if there's people out there. Well, there are people that are that wealthy where their car just is just like anything they want to buy, they could buy. I mean, they're totally free. Oh. But- I really wonder if they they, they
1: live in a different world than we do, man. You know, they (sighs) their their whole entire thought process is just completely different.
0: But for 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 a brief time, you're kind of living like they're living. There's no limit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I got a little taste of it, man. I got a little taste of it. I did, yeah.
0: You're just charging whatever you want. Buying? Are you getting merchandise, flipping it to make cash so you can pay rent? I mean, like, what do what do you do? How do you pay the bills? If I understand, you could buy anything you want to do, but are you kind of like selling shit on the black market? Like, what are you doing?
1: So anytime I needed to pay rent or a car payment or whatever, I would just go grab a laptop or two laptops, throw them on Craigslist, and they'd be gone. You know, brand new in the box, new in the box, never used, never opened, $200 off retail or whatever. You know what I mean? Bomb. that's rent for the month. But that I only have to do that once a month.
0: That wouldn't create a red flag though. Like once they register the laptop, it shows stolen. Like it doesn't.
1: Nah, they listen. It's not that organized, man. They don't. <laughs> it's not that organized. At least back then. You know, maybe. In the, yeah, maybe in the future. But no, it's not. It's not. It's not that organized.
0: So you'd flip. You'd flip some merch.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to pay the rent, you know, and um, you know, but groceries, I would go and I would just have a card and I'd fill up the 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 car shopping cart and it would I'd have two shopping carts sometimes, you know I'd have to you know maybe swipe three cards to get one to go through but I'd get like six hundred dollars worth of groceries, <laughs> friends over barbecuing you know what I mean like you
0: would just you would time. just act like oh I don't know what's wrong with that card wait hang on let me try this one and no one's really gonna question you at that point it happens to me sometimes Heck no, so do you take bar and like do you indulge in the nightlife at all while this is going on um.
1: Yeah. You know, I was, I was a heavy drinker, man. At this time, I was one of those daily drinkers. It was never a problem. Like I, I knew when I could drink and when I couldn't drink, you know what I mean? But when I did, I was like a binge drinker, you know, and it was like, so I was partying a lot. Yeah. I was going out and I was doing uh Scarlet's Cabaret and I was doing uh, Tootsie's and, you know, all the various, uh, you know, uh, scumbag holes throughout fucking South Florida. I frequented all of them, you know, often, you know, I was young. I was, I was in my, I was in my early twenties. You know, I, I I, now I had the freedom and, you know, the, the means to pretty much do whatever I wanted to do, you know? And so it got out of hand because I didn't understand the value of a dollar. I, I, I didn't understand, you know what I mean? How to like, like all of the wisdom and shit that I have now later in life, obviously when you're in your your early twenties, you're just, you're a dumb kid and you don't understand, you know, you don't understand that maybe you should be saving everything. You know, maybe you shouldn't be fucking, you know, going out and getting an eight ball every fucking Friday night and not sleeping until Monday. You know what I mean? Like maybe you shouldn't be, you know, but it's just like, I don't know. Those are the things that I did and maybe I shouldn't have, but I, I did them, you know.
0: Were you ever worried, man? Were you ever during this time, like they might catch me? I'm, did they ever cross your mind?
1: No, no. And even if they did, I wasn't worried about it, man, because it wasn't like there weren't any laws at this time for this shit, you know, like there wasn't, they weren't, you know, they hadn't prosecuted so many cases. So it was like, even if I did get caught, I really didn't feel like I was going to be in that much trouble to be honest with you. Like I honestly, I honestly, in my mind felt like what I was doing, wasn't that big of a, was I wasn't doing something like that was like, you know, monumentally going to put me in prison for a long time.
0: What's the biggest purchase you ever
1: made? Uh with a credit card. Yeah. You know, with
0: one of these cards, What's someone's some of the craziest shit you ever bought.
1: Oh, I listen, I would go into Best Buy. I'd get the biggest TV they had, you know, whatever the biggest one they had. I would go into um, Art Van Furniture and I fucking, I got like $12,000 worth of fucking Italian leather furniture one time uh, for a dude uh, who, who was paying me. He had a truck and he fucking, he owned a moving company. He fucking, oh, we'll pick it up. We fucking backed his truck up to Art Van Furniture and fucking loaded a whole thing full of furniture that I bought on a card. And then I sold it to him. I just all kinds of shit like that, man. Um,
0: it's just crazy that they didn't catch you. After. I mean, these are huge
1: purchases. I know, and, and it's just like I had the driver's license, and, and, and I'm sure these and cars the cards are both
0: st- legit. It's wow. Well, you had the license too.
1: Yeah, I had the driver's license to match the the the, the, the credit card. So what are they going to do? It's all it, 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 they swiped it, it. It it goes through. My card matches the thing. You know what I mean? I'm in there, like I'm in there, acting like I'm. You know what I mean? It's, it's social engineering, man. If you go in there and you're looking around and you're scared and you're acting like you've never had any kind of money before. Listen, rich assholes are rich assholes for a reason. I walk into places and if my card gets declined, I'll say run it again, even though I know it's going to get declined because it's a fucking it's a stolen credit card. I tell them run it again. You know what I mean? You say go in there and just start making crazy ass demands. Ask for a cup of coffee. You know what I mean? Just fucking run it again run it again goddamn it i know i i there's money i know the way okay and they give it, you know you know it's all about social engineering you know furniture huh furniture man yeah i made a lot of money on furniture <laughs> believe it or not furniture was you know <laughs> high-end furniture did yeah. you ever
0: think about the fact that the annoyance you'd be causing some people i mean i'm sure they got their money back but
1: everybody got their money back and listen i'm sure i i temporarily inconvenienced quite a few people and i you know what i feel shitty about it how many people uh, you think not, you, now if you have to guess respect, but
0: if you had to guess how many, that how many people you think if you had to guess is in the hundreds
1: Oh, no yeah. it's in the thousands wow bro
0: how long does this thing go on for
1: uh probably from about 2004 to about 2009 when i was subsequently uh you know uh, uh set up in Busted by the United States Secret Service,
0: yeah. Catch me if you can, but with credit cards. Pretty much, yeah. So you had them coming after you, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were. What was that like, man? <laughs> yeah. so, so
0: what was that like, man? And how did that all end up going down? Like, five years, you're just, I mean, five years, if you think about it, five years, you live like a rock star.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and eventually it... I stopped, I started making cards. I started, I you know, I bought all the big printers, and all of the you know the real big equipment to actually physically make the card as if it were issued by a financial institution like original yes
0: yeah and think- that's
1: what i ended up that's that was where i that's where i made the most amount of money At that's where i really started making money
0: do you think that that equipment led to your downfall i mean meaning like they could have traced it like why does somebody want to buy this machine
1: Nah, listen, all that shit's readily available on eBay. You can go on eBay right now and buy all the printers, all the imposters, everything you need. And and I'm sure it won't raise any red flags.
0: So five years, you basically have a card that you can just charge anything you want, man. You're out there, you're buying things. You're going to the, I'm assuming you're going to amazing restaurants too.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Don Shula's, uh, Ruth Chris, you know, all the uh, Blue. I don't know if you know about Blue, the seafood place in Miami. It's like $500 a plate. Prime 112. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But you wouldn't go to the um, clubs. You didn't go out to nightclubs. You only went to strip clubs.
1: I went to strip clubs, man. I really wasn't a club guy. You know, I didn't uh, uh, large crowds of people would kind of make me nervous. So even when I went to the strip clubs, I would get VIP. So I'd have my own booth, you know, away from everybody else. You know, uh, you like
0: to have room, bro. You don't want to be, I, I, I you know, it's nice to have a table right, when you go out.
1: Yeah, no, I can't be, you know, you know, with all the rest of the peasants, you know, down the floor, shoulder to shoulder. That's What's a love the life question. like, man? What's the love life like at that point? Uh, at, Oh, at that point, um, just I'm an... dating strippers, man. I'm dating strippers and no good girls, you know, just keeping fast, it simple. You know, the ones with the, the, the big, the, the big titties and that, you know, they want, they want to just take all your money. Those are the, those are the girls that I was chasing around back then. Yeah.
0: So you take money from over there, you give it to them. Everybody's happy, right?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I was buying girls cars and all kinds of crazy shit dude. I was dating. This one stripper, uh, I met her at Scarlet's and my name's JJ. Like I go by JJ, and her name with her stage name was JJ. So it was like, hey, we're, we're, you know, we've got this in common. Let's, you know, let's fuck or whatever. So I started dating her, fucking her. I remember I bought her a Cadillac. She ended up giving the Cadillac to her mother. And then I, I bought her a Lexus after the fucking after she gave the Cadillac to her mother. But, and you, I bought it, broad, but you bought it. But you bought it. I was in love with her, dude. But you know, it was just like she's a stripper, dude, and she's a fucking whore, and I'm a maniac. You know, it's like, so you know, it's just not really gonna work out.
0: But you bought you bought the car with the card.
1: No, I bought the car a car with cash. Okay. Uh, at this time, uh, when I listen, when I started making cards, um, a minimum order with me was a thousand dollars. So that was like the that was the package. That was the base package. So for a thousand dollars, you would get a hundred debit cards, and then I would work with you on the driver's licenses. I wouldn't give you a hundred, but I'd work with you. Um, and uh, you know, at at the very pinnacle of my career, I was doing a hundred orders a month. So you do the math. It's,
0: and you would just get this information on the dark web in minutes and it still goes on to this day bro it's out there
1: oh yeah they're doing it listen uh, you know ever since my stories went public and I've been doing concrete podcasts and I've got my own YouTube channel and all that shit you, you wouldn't believe the amount of people that hit me up on a daily basis listen, I wake up to 30 or 40 DMs on Instagram every morning just oh will you please mentor me will you please teach me the sauce you know, fucking all this crazy shit let me go back to in jail <laughs> <laughs> yeah real quick <laughs>
0: um
1: yeah so it's it's absolutely insanity man yeah but yeah like i said at the very pinnacle of my success man i was probably doing 100k a month i can know?
0: imagine the view you had bro the clothes you must have been buying bro
1: oh listen man i had over 300 pairs of sneakers you know what i mean i i only wear 501 uh levi jeans so i had every single one that in existence um yeah you know my hat collection jewelry fucking it was insane the whole thing was just you Absolutely. It, it got, it got way out of hand You know, buying, at one point.
0: You buying chicks bags too?
1: Oh yeah. Listen, I would go to, I, I, listen, I would fly, I was flying out of uh, Fort Lauderdale executive airport private out to Vegas every other weekend. You know what I mean? And I, I had me and a buddy of mine had like the service where you pay into it. You get, you pay like a hundred grand and you get X amount of uh, hour flight hours. So you just call them wherever you are and they send a town car to pick you up. And they take you right to the Fort Lauderdale executive airport, straight out to the airstrip, straight to the fucking airplane. You get on the airplane, you fly into um, uh, McLaren or whatever it is, uh, and uh, uh, executive out in uh, Las Vegas or wherever I was going. If I was going to L.A. or Las Vegas, or wherever. And I remember I used to fucking leave Scarlett's. I would call up a town car trying to show off with a couple of whores. I'd have them fucking pick us up and take us to the fucking airport. and I fly these fucking whores out to Vegas and fucking party in Vegas for two days. Like, it, it was just, it was absolutely fucking insanity at one point. I mean, like, like extreme shit like that didn't happen every day. I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm fucking DJ Khaled or something like that. But it's like, I did shit like that. Not every day, but, like, shit like that was, like, a regular, you know, occurrence. It was every, pretty
0: wild. Maybe every couple of months you did something crazy.
1: Yeah, every, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I just have, I'd have a really good month. You know what I mean? I would just have, like, this excess of cash sitting around. And I was, like, the, the Jets already paid for it. You know what I mean? So it's not like it's coming out of my pocket and I got all this money coming in. So it's just like, fuck it, let's go. Let's fucking hop on a fucking plane and let's take off and party for the weekend and gamble. And then, you know, come back home and ship out another fucking five, 600 cards the next fucking week and just keep fucking doing it.
0: When does the dream come crashing down?
1: (laughs) July 3rd, 2009.
0: What happens on July 3rd,
1: 2009? Um, I I got it. I got an email from this UPS store. pick up a package and i sign for my package i go to leave and there's two secret service agents walking in blocking the door uh blocking me from leaving uh you know and they said uh ryan pearson because that's the name that i was using uh, at that time and i was like uh yeah and they were like oh well we need to we need to talk to you about what you've been sending out of here and um i was like i I was like what do you mean they're like they gave me that look and they're like, well, let's just listen. Cause there were there were people coming in out of the store and shit. They're like, well, listen, let's just come in back and talk to us. So I went in the I went in the back office and um, you know, to talk to talk to the dudes. And you know, they're like, well, listen, we have one of your packages. We know what you've been sending out of here. And I'm like, fuck. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, what do they have? I'm trying to like, okay, I they, obviously they don't know who I am, really. They don't know where I live or else they would have already been over there. What do they know? So in my mind, I'm like, okay, what – I'm only going to tell them what I think they know, already know that they don't know that I that 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 I that I know they know, if that makes any kind of sense. You know what I mean? Like in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to tell them – I'm not just going to spill the beans. You know what I mean? Like is, is what I'm trying to say. At that point, you can't. So I'm like, okay, no. Yeah, no, fuck them. No. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to – obviously, they know I've been sending these shits out of here. So I'm, I'm going to admit to that because they have me on that. Uh, I'm also gonna have to admit to making the cards, because obviously, you know what I mean. They're gonna fucking, they're, or they're gonna arrest me right on the spot because they're gonna know I'm full of shit. So I was like, yeah, you know, fine, fuck it, let's do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've been making credit cards. They asked me how long I've been making credit cards. I said, um, you know, only about s- s- five or six months. Uh, you know, I haven't been doing it that long. Uh, I've only been on the forum. I was, on, I told them what forum I've been on. Uh, like I've been on this forum for a couple of months. I bought the equipment on eBay. I've only been to, do- I got, I got a one bedroom apartment here. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, so, um, they sent, you know, they sent some paperwork out, they got on their phones. Um, they had some shit facts to the UPS store and they pretty much were like, uh, you know, give us permission to search your home and seize all any and all of your equipment. He's like, you won't be under arrest. Uh, he's like, you will have to go to court. You will have to come down and and, and give a statement, but we're not going to arrest you. But if, if, but only if you allow us to search and you give us all of the equipment and we're satisfied that you're being truthful with us about the whole thing. And I'm like, okay, well at my condo, I only had a little bit of equipment. I had like a couple of printers, um, some laptops. I had some hard drives. I had, Unfortunately, I had about a thousand cards already printed up, ready to go in my safe. Um, So, yeah, you know, they put me in their car. They drove me to my condo and uh, they spent about four and a half hours just going through everything and just taking everything. They took all my printers, all my laptops. They took my fucking cell phone, anything with removable storage on it. They took. Uh, He gave me his card and he gave me a time and date to meet him at the uh, Secret Service headquarters in Columbia, South Carolina. And uh, so, yeah, that's I had to go to the headquarters and I had to, I walked in and, you know, there was this fucking table with all these old heads sitting around it. And apparently what they had done is they had flown people in from Vegas, from California, from Washington, D.C., like all of the, like the heads of like the different districts of the United States for their, for their cybercrime divisions, They they were all there, all of them. And uh, they had all these screenshots laid out on this table of my of, of all the forums I had been on. They had all of my posts from the forums. Um, apparently, they had they had been purchasing cards from me for over a year. The feds had been. They just I they just could never they, sh- they and they did, they did, they even went back to some of the UPS stores that I used to ship the fucking the cards out of and they could never they could never get me. Um, so that, I found that out. That was pretty fucking wild. Uh yeah. so then I gave, like I said I gave a statement and um when they were satisfied, they were like okay, well, you're going to have a court date and we'll be in touch. And that was like I said that was July of 2009. So
0: what happens
1: and what happens next? So what happens next? So um like 3 years goes by and I don't hear shit. No court date, no no calls from the secret service, no nothing. Like literally 3 years goes by, but after about a year and a half um I'm like, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? Like I had money that they didn't get. Obviously, I had a storage unit with a car and some cash and some other things in there that they didn't get. And, uh, you know, so I had a little bit of money to live on, but, you know, they had basically cleaned me out and they had me scared for about a year to do anything because I'm convinced that they're watching me. They're watching my every move. You know what I mean? I was just I was just paranoid. You know, I I thought for sure that, you know, that my phones were tapped and they were going to they would know if I got back on the forum. So, you know, I left uh, the city I was living in and I moved and, uh, I kind of just, I, I went crazy for about a year and a half, man, just, you know, partying and doing a lot of cocaine and, uh, you know, just strip clubs. And after about a year and a half of that, I was just like, well, fuck, man. You know, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I have friends that could check if I have warrants up for my arrest and I didn't. And, um, I was always calling, you know, the court, I had no court date scheduled and, so I'm like, well, fuck, what the fuck is going on? And I gassed up, I geared up for another rip for another run, man. I went and fucking got all new equipment and I just started fucking printing cards again. You know, like fuck it. Um, and then and this one day I'm in Temple Terrace, and this is probably this is 2012.
0: So you'd think if you stopped right there, you wouldn't have even been in trouble anymore.
1: Well, no, because they, they I was still arrested, but it took them three years to indict me. It took them three years to fucking get a grand jury to the the go through the indictment, issue the warrant, and all that shit. So yeah, no, I would have been, I would have been, I would have been, I would have been picked up for the shit anyway. Um, you no, know, no, I start, so I just start doing it again, you know, like fuck it. And um, I, I think I made like somewhere like another around like another million and a half dollars within the next three years between uh, about 2010 and 2012. And uh, I was in Temple Terrace. And I'm driving with my wife and I get we get pulled over. And the, I, you know, in my mind, I'm good. Like, I don't have anything to worry about. My car's legit, my driver's license, my insurance, all my paperwork's in order. I I don't I don't have any warrants out for my arrest. I, at least I didn't think I did. And I'm joking with my wife at the time because I'm I now I meet a girl and I get married and everything. And uh her name is Rosalia, a Cuban, a Cuban girl from Miami. And I'm we're with her and we're in the car, we're joking. I was like, yeah, you know, when you see the second cop car pull up, that's when you know you're fucked. And like five minutes went by, and two more cars pulled up, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, yeah. this is." I'm like, "I'm like, oh, I'm I'm fucked." Like then now I know I'm going to jail. I know I'm going to jail 100. I just I've been doing this my whole life. I know that when extra cars pull up, you're going to jail. And then when the cop's walking back up to your window and he doesn't have your driver's license in his hand, you're fucked. So they pull me out of the car, and uh, they're like, you know, um, you 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 um, you've got a, a federal a federal uh, a warrant out for your arrest and this that and the other and then they take me to jail and when we're in the car i'm like when i'm telling my wife I'm like, listen when you go home get everything out of the house all the equipment all the credit cards everything get everything out of the house and just you know what i mean just get it out and then the cop came and then i, I went to jail because I, I thought for sure they were going to go to my house and they're like i thought i was like getting busted for some serious shit you know what i mean like I, i'm positive i'm going out going down for some kind of like operation open market you know what i mean some kind of fbi sting like i'm just paranoid um you know so i go to jail i go to pinellas county jail and then they and then they transfer me like three days later i don't even go to court and they transfer me to a, a federal holding facility um in north tampa uh in st in st pete i believe and i finally get to see a judge and he was like yeah this is for uh 2000 and they said docket number blah 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 uh, July something, 2009. And I'm like, oh, fuck. This is coming back to get me now. Because I had forgot about the shit. Like, I was like, okay, well, I guess they're not going to prosecute me. Because I guess maybe, in my mind, I was like, maybe they thought I was, you know, some big crime ring. And, you know what I mean? I was just some kid in my closet printing cards. And I, you know, can kind of minimize. that I really didn't make that much money. And blah, 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 blah. And um, so, yeah, I think I'm going down for something big. But I, it wasn't. It was for the shit from 09 from the from the secret service. So I get, I actually, so a couple of days goes by, I get released on um, um, like, it's like, you know, supervised release uh, uh, for federal, for federal, um, you know, court cases or whatever. And I go home and um, my wife had done, like I said, she had gotten rid of everything. She got rid of all the equipment, all my debit cards, everything. And I'm like, you know, well, where were the debit cards that I had, you know, put away, put away. She got rid of fucking everything. Apparently she had some of the neighbor kids, she put it all in boxes and bags and had them come and just fucking throw everything in the dumpsters and the trash. And this is like a week or cause I had been in jail for like maybe like two weeks at this time, you know, going through trying to get fucking everything figured out. Everything's gone. All my debit cards with all my money on it. Um, uh, the hard drives I had with uh, the information to my bank accounts, fucking everything all gone. You know what I mean? Uh, several thousand dollars in Bitcoin gone.
0: Which would have been God and, knows uh, how much it's worth today,
1: right? Oh, I probably $500 million or something like that. Yeah, I'd be a gazillionaire. How many Bitcoins uh, did you have on there, do you today, know, remember? Uh, I believe I had somewhere around uh, $2,100 in Bitcoin. I think something like that. Uh, and this is like, you know, 2011, 2012. Shit. You know? Great. Yeah, so I lost a lot, man. I lost, you know, I lost I lost everything. and and I, And now I'm going to prison. On top of on top of losing everything, now I'm going to prison. So that was the end for me. Yeah, 2012. So was how many years? years they, how many down. years did they give you? Uh, so I was looking at 150 months uh, initially, and you know, by the grace of God and uh, just a really good uh, legal defense, uh, I got that knocked all the way down to 24 months. So yeah.
0: When you were in jail, I mean, what was that like? In a nutshell.
1: Um i'll tell you what when i when i finally got to prison i was so thankful to be there because the whole process you go just getting to prison like the whole the county jail rigmarole and you know i mean starving to death and you know just being treated like animals with you know just surrounded by concrete and like nothing it's um the trials nightmare
0: the trials the uncertainty all that crazy shit
1: yeah. So the you, stress, you, you, you know, not you... eating, not sleeping. And then you got to deal with the, you know, the jail politics and fucking yeah. maniacs and, you know, drunks and people pissing on it. It's just, it's, it's crazy, man. But the whole you knew, thing is just, it's a fucking nightmare.
0: But you knew I'm only doing two years.
1: Yeah. 24 months wasn't shit, you know? And, and by the time I got to, to by the time I actually got to the compound, I only had about 13 months left. So you're just you're, trying just trying to send keep, you're just yeah. trying
0: to keep your head down low for those 13 months
1: yeah I mean I listen I was in a low security federal prison I wasn't in there with Okay, you know, so you were fed you were in club lifers. fed lifers yeah, nobody's getting raped nobody's getting stabbed. I was not in on one of those kind of I wasn't in that kind of environment you know it was kind of like everybody that was on my compound was like at the end of like very 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 long sentences so everybody's just kind of like in fucking chill mode cruise control on their way out the door you know so yeah, it was it was a fucking summer camp pretty much
0: you got off light brother you got off light. Did you have time not to lucky. think at all and say, you know what, I'm done with this shit? I mean, do you ever get the urge?
1: Uh when I got back out, I actually started doing it again and went back <laughs> to be honest.
0: Oh, so you. we're not done here.
1: So, dude, listen, man, I got out I got out of prison in 2015 and I was living I was living in my I went to Halfway House for six months. I get out of Halfway House. Um, my wife was living with some other dude at her mom and dad's uh apparently all my stuff had somehow just magically vanished like so when i got out i didn't have anything i didn't have any clothes no jewelry no shoes no underwear no fucking shit i'm at a halfway house in miami for six months so i've got six months to get a job and somehow save some kind of money so that when i get out of halfway house i can get an apartment so when i get out of halfway house after six months uh, I, the only apartment I could afford in, in little Havana in Miami was a fucking uh, studio apartment, which was $850 a month. And it was maybe a hundred square feet. I mean, this thing was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a fucking crime that they could charge this much for this space, you know, but I was thankful because, you know, it was, it was, it was the only thing I could get at the time. I had to wake up at four o'clock in the morning and walk from fucking 20th and Flagler all the way downtown Miami to catch the very first train leaving downtown, an hour north to fucking Hialeah to catch the very, very first bus leaving the bus station, another hour to go work in a warehouse for $9 an hour for the next 13 and a half hours before I had to run that whole route back home and not getting home till 10 o'clock at night. Damn, bro. Okay. That I, So, mind you, I was flying private and I was fucking, you know what I mean, doing whatever the fuck I wanted to do for the past decade. And now I'm like a cockroach all the way back down. So it was like, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it, man. I couldn't. And I was like, fuck it. And I just, I met somebody and they had money and they were willing to invest and buy equipment. And I fucking, I gassed up for another run, um, which was very brief. Didn't last very long at all. Some shit went sideways and I ended up back in front of the front of the fucking judge. Got lucky again. I served six, I served nine months on violation and they killed my paper. So I had three years of uh, federal um, probation, and the judge pretty much told me that I'm just not supervisable, whatever that means. So I did nine months on violation, uh, and then they just kicked me out the door with no paper, no probation, no nothing. I was free. But you're like... And this was like 2016. So you're done now. Yeah, you know, I just... I had to remove myself from that environment. Um, I had to take off and I, I went out to California, out to LA uh, as soon as I got out of prison. And um, I've, been, I've been out here on the West coast, man, just doing my thing ever since, man, trying to not do fraud. I'm 36 years old. If I go back to prison right now. I'm not getting out until I'm in my fifties, possibly my sixties. It's not, it's a no brainer. It's that's not
0: worth it, brother. Listen to me. That's time you can never get back, man. The world will move on without you and, do you have any children? Yep.
1: Any any kids? I do. Yeah, I've i have, i, have, uh, I have several.
0: With the same woman or?
1: No, see, I have uh, my, So I have a son with my uh, the girl I was dating at the time when I got arrested in 2009. Uh, she because of all that shit, Secret Service, and she was like, I'm I'm done, and she walked away. And then I met a couple years later uh, in Miami. I met my my wife, who I'm actually currently married to, but I've been you know separated from like four years now um We had uh, a son together, and so yeah, I have two boys. You see him at all? I mean, how's that? Relationships okay? Or... Uh, I've have, I've have, I have, have a good relationship. Uh, my one son, he's still you know kind of young, so it's kind of hard to to have the further line of communication. But uh, my my first son, he'll be 13 in in March, and uh, you know, me and him, we talk every day on I, we text on Instagram, and you know. Yeah, we have, we have like a really good relationship.
0: It seems like you you know you're very intelligent, bro. I mean what you did is not easy to pull off. And it looks like God gave you two chances, not one but two chances to to kind of yeah. do things right. Um, you seem to be very talented as far as being an artist. I mean, what what are you doing to to kind of pay the bills? I mean, I know you got all this other stuff you're you're making and producing content. not easy. It yeah. takes time before you start you know getting that money in. Yeah,
1: yeah. This the, yeah the the whole content thing is. Um, I understand that that's a long game, you know, so I'm playing the long game with that. But uh, currently, I'm a full-time tattoo artist. I tattoo full-time.
0: Can we see what's under that hat, brother?
1: Oh, yeah. It. Check it
0: out. Yeah, I just want to show show everyone at home that's watching. Yeah, man. Is this You did this after you got out or before? Yeah, you like that all C&I, huh? Yeah. Some crazy tats, bro. It's all the way down? Is it yeah. all the way what's that is it all the way down
1: your back your tattoos uh my back is the only thing i don't have i've been i've been saving my back i had at least enough of foresight to to save the back for something really special but no the rest of me is blasted my belly my chest my arms my legs my entire head um my entire face all my neck the back of my head the back of my neck yeah
0: the tattoo world is this can be pretty lucrative man i mean Famous tattoo artists make oh, pretty, listen, man. pretty, are you you're making good paper or what?
1: They're, they're ball out. Oh, yeah. Listen, famous tattoo artists are making over six figures a year. You like it? I dig it, man. Listen, I've been tattooing for, I've been tattooing probably since like 2002, 2003. Um, but it, I, it was never something that I, I wanted to do professionally. It's always been like a hobby. I've always fucked around with it, you know, because I draw, I paint. Um, I've been in art as much as I've been into computers and technology and, and all of that shit growing up. Um, That's just how my brain is wired. So when I got out of prison and I I, I decided to move out to California, I started working for, uh, uh, for Tesla for two and a half years and I hurt my back and I was out on disability. And after my disability ended, I was like, you know, I never want to experience that kind of pain again. I can't. And so tattooing was like my last skill left. That I felt like I was left with that I could that I could you know make make money from. And so I just like two and a half years ago, I just decided to to go full on into tattooing and just make it my life. And uh I've I've actually been doing really well uh with it so far. So yeah.
0: Did they when you were convicted, was it for felonies or misdemeanors? I mean, what would they ultimately end up convicting you with?
1: My ultimate charge ended up being uh, aggravated identity theft.
0: And is that a felony and or a misdemeanor? Carried-
1: yeah, I carried a mandatory uh 20 it was mandatory minimum of 24 months, yeah.
0: So you you you're trying to do the right thing now? You're, you're, you've kind of you, Oh, yeah, listen, I'm
1: I'm on this YouTube grind, man. You know, I got my own YouTube channel and uh, I built my own fucking studio out here in uh in Phoenix, you know what I mean? I'm at like a legitimate office building and you know what I mean? Like I'm I got legitimate lighting and cameras and audio and like I'm really just trying to What's your channel this name? Whole thing uh it's a uh, Boziac conundrum uh b-o-s-e-a-k conundrum and uh yeah it's my last name and that's my youtube channel and then my uh, uh my instagram is uh slum by nature uh you can find me there and um you know so i'm just, i'm trying to work that right now i've got a few other uh, big projects uh in the works that are if they're going to be fucking huge when they get released i can't really i'm not yeah. really i can't really talk about them uh, no, you know so what i mean yeah, but, yeah, i got it. You, got, you got you got things them. you're working on you got
0: things you're working on
1: yeah, I'm working with some some pretty some pretty big hitters right now. Um, so you're staying. And I got some big projects coming out, and I think that's going to draw a lot of attention to, like what I'm trying to do with my YouTube channel and all that shit, you know. And then you know, I'm I'm tattooing. I'm having a blast, man. Listen, I get to wake up every single day and I get to do whatever I want to do, you know. I don't have to punch a clock. I don't have to answer to anybody. And I, I that's all I've ever wanted.
0: That's all most people want, man. That's all I've ever wanted. Yeah. F- the corporate world, bro.
1: <laughs> fuck that yeah I, I can't do the nine to five bro i'm not I'm sucks not your life charles schwab i'm not balancing your, portfolios. F- world, bro.
0: no offense to those of you that are out there i mean i know you do it god bless you but yeah i just i can't stand the fakeness bro it doesn't matter how hard you work
1: no uh, yes listen I, i'm a creative at the end of the day and, and if i'm not creating something i'm not happy and that's just how i'm wired and i can't you know like god bless me. some people can go and do the nine to five and and be happy and come home and watch their their sitcoms and you know, do the, the the sports with the kids on the weekends, and watch their favorite sports team, and get their five days of vacation every month, and you know, whatever, whatever. You know, that that's that that's the life that you're happy living. Then, I you know, I, I envy those people, to be completely honest with you. You know, I cause I wish I could be, I wish I could just find happiness in 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 those kinds of things, but I you know, I just I can't, and I never have been able to do so.
0: So. You're on the right path now, man. And that's all that matters. And you just got to stay on that path, brother. Listen, life has ups yeah, and downs, man. man. And just because it goes back down doesn't mean you should turn around and go back to what you were. You, you got to evolve now, man. You got to grow past that. It was a phase of your life. It's over. You know, that temptation is yeah. always there, maybe. But at the end of the day, think about your freedom. Think about your life. Think about your, your, your kids. They need you, man.
1: No, yeah, I know that. And, you know, life's all about, it's all about positivity uh, for me right now. And I feel like, my main, one of my, like, my calling in life is to help other people. And and I know it sounds crazy, but it's like, I feel like I've, I've, I'm only 36, but I have, I feel like I have such a vast amount of life experience to draw from that I could, I could help people, you know, prevent them from making the same mistakes that I've made, or maybe even alleviate a little bit of discomfort in somebody else's life. You know what I mean? By, by kind of showing them a different way to think or to process, you know, to process their day. Or or whatever. And that's that's just my main goal right now, you know, is to try and help people.
0: Folks, you heard him here first. This is a man who went down the wrong path, paid his price to society, he's back out, he's back on the rise. He's proof that no matter what you've been through in this life, no matter how crazy things can get, no matter how out of control your life can get, as long as you have air in those lungs, you can always make a comeback. Come back, John Bosiak. Check out his channel, check out his book. This guy's doing big things, and we're gonna see him as he continues to move forward in a positive light. John, I want to thank you for spending some time with us, and we wish you all the best in your new life,
1: brother. I appreciate you, brother.